0: Good morning. Today we have with us Dr. Ben Lerner. He's a two time New York Times best selling author who has now written over 20 books, including his two latest releases Zero to a Million in One Year and Winning the Inside Battle of Wellness. He is often known as the co founder of Maximized Living, but has since sold it and now owns nine companies. A former college All American wrestler himself, he was named the first official chiropractor for the USA Wrestling World Team in 1995. He traveled with USA Wrestling to Atlanta, Sydney, London, and the Rio Olympic Games, as well as eight world championships. Dr. Ben has also worked as a doctor, nutrition, and fitness specialist for the Orlando Magic, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, and NFL Alumni Association, the LPGA, and the MMMA. In addition to his Doctor of Chiropractic degree, he has a bachelor's in nutrition, is just finishing his master's in industrial and organizational psychology, and is a certified life and executive coach. He lives in Windermere, Florida with his wife, Dr. Sherry Lerner, and their three children, Skyler, Nicole, and Kale. The program's events and care provided he provides have been performed all over the world and in tens of thousands of businesses and churches, schools, sport teams, and community-wide events. Please welcome my huge mentor, Dr. Ben Lerner. Good morning. Good morning. You are pretty much, as I told you earlier, your household name. I've watched you for years with your discipline and your expectation for excellence. Um, I've watched you from the stage. I've been in a couple of your camps. And whenever I leave those camps, my income in my office has just gone up huge. Um, can you share with us your journey for who Dr. Ben Lerner is? Have you always had an expectation for excellence, or is this something you've created over time?
1: You know, I grew up in a home where my parents struggled with their health and their finances. So I think a lot of it stems from that. So even at, at now 50 years of age, I know a lot of the driving factors in my psyche come from watching my, first of all, watching our, us live, you know, in homes I knew were kind of substandard, uh, watching my dad struggle uh, in business. Uh, he, had, he was sort of a rags to riches to rags story. So some of it was also to make sure I have secured a place for myself and my family and secured a legacy so I don't end up on the rag side of things. And then he died young. So I'm, I'm 50. He died just two years older than me. And my mom had a stroke one year younger than me when she was 49. So this, those things first really drove me to make sure I took care of my own physical health. And that got me into chiropractic. I got a bachelor's in nutrition. And then the, really knowing that a lot of it is psychological, that's why I'm wrapping up this master's in psychology. Uh, so that's really a lot, of, a lot of parent-driven things. My dad, who at one point was the youngest vice president in the history of Teledyne Steel, uh, be, when he died, he was working in a convenience store. And he always said, I, I wish I had. You know, I, I wish I had gotten this different degree. I wish I had gone back to school. I wish when I started that business I had stuck with it. And so a lot of that you know drives me. So my dad was very smart, uh, my mom was very smart, but they didn't make the best decisions for their health or their life. So I spend a lot of time making sure I'm making the right decisions, and certainly I'm driven by one thing, to never say I wish I had.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well tell us, you have nine businesses, you're essentially a multimillionaire I'm assuming, um, and you have over 20 books, talk to the entrepreneur who's starting out because a lot of times, especially, now this may be chiropractors or entrepreneurs in general that I see, and even as I've shown up to your seminars, um, you know, there's those doctors who will have an initial burst in income and they show up and they buy the Ferrari and they buy the big home. And yet they may be, it's like payment, 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 but there's not a lot in the bank to show for it talk to that entrepreneur starting out or even the one who's maybe already bought the Ferraris and is now can't pay their bills. Um, What advice would you give to them? Because even you, you do very well, but I've seen you pull up in a a Jeep Cherokee. So um, share with us just, you know, how you manage, you know, your life and your funds.
1: Yeah, I was really fortunate because when I was in school, the people that I had as mentors at the time they insisted I go through a financial training program that, that was out there for all kinds of doctors. You'd go in there, be medical doctors and dentists, chiropractors. And they, they're like, this is the first thing you have to do as soon as you graduate. So this was a multi-part series. So I, went, I spent several weekends learning about mostly all the mistakes that people make with their money. So all the doctors there were way older than me. I was just graduated. I graduated pretty young i was 23 years old and so there are people there 40 50 years old which that's my age now at the time they seemed ancient um, and and i thought i never want to be them you heard one story after another about how broke they were and in debt and the multiple divorces and all the things that were going on um, and now they're just going to hear this particular his you know gary they're going to hear him speak and and finally try to get it under control you know this late in the game and I thought that's never going to be me So he gave very specific instructions to doctors about you know get out of debt so I know I know doctors that have been out of school for years and and have Have some of them have made a pretty good income and they still have you know quarter million dollars in student loans So he would first of all get out of debt and he would go through, no matter what you throw at him about why it might be good to keep your debt or why you'd rather invest that money or buy a car with that money or, or do other things with your cash, he could show you all the calculations, do all the math as to how getting rid of debt far and away is the first thing you do with your money. So I, I was fortunate enough to, to learn from a lot of great people who helped me be successful very fast in practice. I was making good money within just a few months. And so I used 100% of that money to eliminate all my debt. So I was just a few months in practice, you know, very young and didn't have a, a penny of debt. And of course, the next thing he said was, you know, don't buy the Ferrari. Uh, and, you know, he talked about the fact that there's so many good quality cars out there. Why would you, just for the sake of the name brand, why would you go get the, you know, the big time BMW or Mercedes or or Porsche, Ferrari, when you can buy a great car. And he listed a number of different brands at the time that are great for a fraction of the price. And for me, you know, some of it's just a car gets me from point A to point B anyways, but I, I went out and, and did what he said, go buy cash for your car. You know, the, the idea of buying something that you, that you have to go get a bank loan for or, or a lease or, or, or put on credit cards. That is something that, is perpetuated by people who wanna sell you something that's very expensive, that you can't afford. And so to, you know, we learned is if you don't have the cash for it, then you don't buy it. And that's really how our country was built and, you know, way back when, when people weren't in debt, uh, by the millions, and people weren't uh, having to work multiple jobs, mom and dad both working nonstop just to try and keep up with all the debt. You know, so I so you know I wrote, you know like you said you whether it's been a Jeep or an Audi and all those by the way I bought them they were already a year old I bought them from the auction I don't buy them from I have bought a car from a from a the lot of a dealer you know in in twenty years and so I go and get a used car cheap that gets me from point A to point B you know that that I you know that drives well and that that sort of describes everything in my life everything is is cash everything is quality but um, I haven't gotten. Uh, into the prestige, uh, and, and i made you know we we bought you know we've bought a house that we shouldn't have spent so much money on before. We've we've done some stupid stuff, but we always regretted it, and we did what we could to rectify the situation as quickly as possible. So that's where you know that's where a lot of the foundation. I was very I was very fortunate to go through that training. It unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Uh, that particular training, but then I also had some mentors who were who were very wealthy uh, patients of mine early on that also showed me many, many great things.
0: What would you say to the entrepreneur or chiropractor who's out there who's maybe in their late 40s, 50s, and they have zero in the bank or they have a negative net worth, um, are they able to develop a new psychology and start from negative or zero and get back to a million to a point that they can have freedom in their life in 10 or 15 years?
1: No, Absolutely. I I don't want anybody to be discouraged because in many cases, if you look at at history, after 50, many people who developed, created, invented, ran billion dollar companies started that after 50. And so I I look at those people all the time because I'm after 50. And so even though I've I've done quite well, you know, I still want to do enormous things. So I look at guys who have done enormous things starting at 50, some starting at 60, some starting at 70. So nobody's out of the game yet. Now, a funny story from when I was in that, those training classes, I, I raised my hand at the first, when he was talking about getting out rid of your debt, and I said, well, I probably have enough in the bank right now to wipe out all my debt today. Should I do it? And he paused for like five seconds to let the whole room feel that, and he said, there's a medical doctor in the back that just broke his water glass and cut his own jugular. Because here's, here's a guy 23 years old that's about to be debt-free. Um, however, for that doctor that wants to cut his own jugular, uh, the, the reality is we can all uh, in, you know, right away invest in our debt, get rid of it. And what's really neat is that even just putting away it, and you know, something another mentor shared with me very early on, is that if you just put away $500 a month, you're a millionaire, depending on the interest that you're getting, between somewhere between 29 and about 40 years, you're a millionaire. Now, now that's that's over a course of anywhere from 29 to 40 years. But the best time to start is today, because through the miracle of compounding interest, just putting a little away, they've proven that you could work at McDonald's or Walmart, and if you, in, you know, make sure you limit consumption, make sure that you invest the the you know 500 bucks a month, anybody could be a millionaire even working at McDonald's or Walmart. But it's limiting consumption. And it's doing everything you can. And that's what I'm really all about today is, is helping people find one or multiple ways to create income that goes into their future. So you're paying your future self on a very consistent
0: basis. And would you say as they put that money away, is that money more for savings or is that money for investments?
1: Yeah, well, so to me, savings and investment are the same thing. Um, so it's, it's so savings means future investment means future. So it's the future self. So we do need that core business. So again, if you are over 50, we do have to find a way to be creating dollars. You know, especially at that point, we need to be working towards something that's creating a lot of money because there's there's some catching up to do. And so we've got to develop a core business. And in that money, you know, that you're investing there, that's that override. Hopefully that's growing from 100 to 500 to thousands of dollars. There's ways to invest that. So that savings or investment, that's going to go towards hopefully an additional stream of income, which is different than, say, a stock or a bond. Stocks and bonds, I mean, that's part of my portfolio. That's a wise thing to do with some portion of your money. But they're somewhat unreliable. There are down years. There are many flat years. And then there's the up years. And if you've got the right uh, setup with your financial advisor, which is a whole other story, is that what you have to do properly not to lose there. But if you have the right financial advisor and the right setup, then you know. Then, there, then that money eventually it works out over time. That part of your of your savings, but that really almost is savings. It, it's an investment. It's multiplying. Hopefully, it's growing in the right direction. But the multiple stream of income, that's where you have another cash producing entity that is more aggressively fueling the the next set of investments, so that you can very much exponentially be growing something big for the future. And again, thankfully, I learned about this early on. So, you know, so within, you know, so, you know, within 10, 15 years, I didn't ever have to work again, but that's because I, you know, got out of debt quick. I was taking the largest chunk of money possible and and investing in my future self, putting that, you know, putting that away. And on top of that, uh, developing other businesses, like you mentioned, now I have nine other businesses that created real money that could get invested in that machine as well.
0: How far out, Dr. Ben, do you plan your life or plan your finances? I currently I have an uncle who is he's an MBA and he's having me write a hundred year plan. And um, when he first mentioned it to me, I'm helping him to lose forty pounds. He's helping me with my finances. and he the green drink to him is like me writing a hundred year plan. And um, that hundred year plan, he's having me put annually. You know, having me to think out if I live to be a hundred years old, what am I investing in? What houses am I going to be buying? How far out do you plan? And what do you say to someone who who needs to be planning? Because some people don't even know their overhead for tomorrow or for next week. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, these are really important. We work with, and I know we have a we have a university that I teach, the Zero Two Million Institute. And the very first month you're in the school, the first thing we focus on is exactly what your uncle got you involved with, which is we've got to start strategically planning. And in any great business, you're supposed to be super clear on five years and 90 days. Those two points have to be crystal clear. If if they're not, you really are sort of, uh, you know, in the Bible it says, without vision, people perish. And that, that word, um, vision actually means, uh, they, or perish rather the word perish means they've cast off restraint. They're running around with a chicken with with their head cut off. And so the bottom line is if you don't have that vision of at least five years, then the problem is you, you lose constraint. You're not on a path. You're not following any sort of real plan that's going to get you there. So we've got to have a vision that's at least five years of clarity. Now for many people, who are listening, that may only be three years or one year right now, because they just have never had clarity. They've never really focused on a vision. They just haven't been that detailed in their life. And that's, and so if you've got to start correcting that. So when I work with people, I do a lot of consulting, as you know. Um, so whether I'm working with a corporate client or a chiropractor, dentist, I work with, very often we're just trying to come up with a one year, because we, they've ne- they couldn't possibly think beyond one year. They've never thought beyond one week or in some cases one day. And there, there's a backstory to that too. They did a study and they, they looked at how far out, and this, this gets back to your 100 years, how far out do people at different levels of life plan or think, and you may have heard this before. But the, what they found was that for the, the person living on the street, the homeless person, they're thinking literally minute by minute. They've only got the next minute of survival planned out. So if you want to be at the level of homeless strategic thinking, then you're only going minute by minute. When they went to like a, you know, your hourly worker, you know, we mentioned earlier, whether it would be Walmart or McDonald's, because very few of them become millionaires because they're not thinking 40 years down the road, even though they could be millionaires just on their salary they're making now. Uh, those people are generally thinking week to week. What's my, what's my schedule this week? Oh, great. I'm working these many hours. It's week to week. The next level of thinking is going to be the, the person that makes, you know, like a salary. So you're talking teachers or uh, bookkeepers, landscapers. They're making, you know, a salary, you know, 30000 50000 a year. They think month to month. Um, and I can tell you that because we, you know, various things that people pay for that I offer, whether it be a health care, whether it be corporate consulting, whether it be life coaching, that those types of people, you just have to figure out how to fit it into their monthly plan because that's really how they think about their life and their finances, how does it work monthly? So like, oh, I've got $200 more a month I could put into this, and so that's the payment plan. Now when you get into the the successful entrepreneur, at the low end, they're thinking year to year. So they at least have a one-year plan to be truly, you know, legitimately successful, have created a sustainable long-term business. But when you get into the CEO, of big companies you know big time companies billions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars they have at, at, at the top level a hundred year plan for their company at the more mid level they'll have at least the 5 to 10 so you, so really what's what's mind blowing if you're thinking about the actual study is that wherever you're thinking is about your future today, whether it's a minute by minute, week by week, month by month, one year, five years, or hundred, that's the level you're going to create for your life. We create our own realities. And so what I, I really I am, you know, it's just exciting and encouraging here that your uncle has you doing is saying, okay, let's start by thinking like a billionaire. And that's the billionaire mindset. Do you have your hundred years mapped out for everybody else? Let's at least figure out 90 days. Stretch that to a year because really if you're thinking quarter by quarter, then you have to have a one-year target so you can break it down at least 90 days at a time strategically and then grow to clarity at, at three years and then clarity at five years. Build towards that because that's what you're working backwards from. For me personally, you know, the first thing was my, my parents taught us, you know, you, you want to be able to pay for your kid's school, which my parents you know, paid for maybe twenty, twenty five percent. They they couldn't pay for a lot of it, but they tried. That was that was their goal in life. Have money put away so your kids can go to college. That was their generation. So for me, I started that, that way. In fact, I, I invested so much in the 529, I got a call from my financial planner and said, You realize because of interest, your your grandchildren will never pay for college. Your <laughs> great grandchildren will never pay for college. So I overinvested in my five twenty nine, but my kids are set, whether they go to Get the triple PhDs. Uh, they're 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 set. Their kids are set. So what was neat is you know again by you know my mid forties I had done more than my parents ever dreamed of doing financially, just in what I was leaving as a legacy for my kids and my grandkids. And so that that's already in place. And, and actually, I've, I've stolen a little bit of that money to get my masters in a in, a, in industrial organizational psychology because uh, they don't need it. It's it's it was too much. Um, but you know, we, you know, that was the first thing I really was strategically thinking of and now it is the legacy company. I'm really working towards the, a company that will impact lives today and continue to impact lives. Like you said, hundred years from now, that company is still up and running. It's still saving lives. It's still helping the world become a better place. You know, that's the target now.
0: Tell us about, um, mindset, words, thoughts. Um, from the middle-class person to what it takes for that middle-class person to grow into a millionaire or just their, their belief system? How can they change that? And first
1: is what we already said. It is forward-thinking because if they were limiting consumption, if they did have, like, we use a lot of tools. We talked about tools a moment ago, you know, putting together a tool that has a one-year strategic plan, um, your three- to five-year strategic plan, a budget, a budget for your business, a budget for your home, so that that we're, we're looking at very specifically how we're getting rid of the debt and how we're putting that five hundred plus a month away uh, for the future self you know there, there are tools to help manage that that and that takes a lot of discipline. most people are just winging it and i found especially with when you talk about consumption, which is the first rule of, of finances is to limit consumption, most people aren't looking at it so there's studies that I've, I've uh, looked into and, and published work on where the average person has at least three to four habits a day at an average of $3 per habit. That is, that is again, almost exactly that million dollars that's missing. So at 16 to $17 a day at 10% interest, you'll be a millionaire in 29 years. But you're blowing as Jim Rohn says, you're smoking it. You're, you're blowing 16 to $17 a day in consumption. That's just waste. And this is a lot, it's, if you really look granularly at your, at your expenditures, you're easily blowing that much money every single day. And some of it's just bad habits. It's Starbucks, it's, it's vending machines, it's eating out, um, it's, I, I've got to have HBO, Cinemax, and whatever else, uh, you know, it's, it's all, you know, just, I mean, so we, we don't have movie channels for the sheer fact that, well, first of all, you can watch anything you want on your phone. But secondly, you know, I'm like that, that's a million dollars in 29 years. And so to put that, you know, in perspective, that's the same as taking a million dollars today, however old you are, put that million dollars in a garbage bag and bring it to the dump and throw it out because that's what you're doing. It's just, it's just hidden in 16 to $17 a day. So that future mindedness and the mindset of I'm going to watch the pennies, you know, I'm going to be carefully assessing my consumption to pay myself in the future. That's the important part. Cause I talked to probably five or six people a week who are broke and older. And that that's a rough place to be. They've got older kids. They've got a, a struggling marriage. They've worked very hard. Many of them for 30, 40 years. That's not exactly when you're saying, yeah, well, I'm really ready to go for this and, and now start really building my future. And I thought, you know, Yesterday, I spoke to somebody who's 68 years old in that, in that position, and a guy that worked very, very hard for 40 years to find himself bankrupt at 68. So we've got to be thinking about the future. I think that's, that's probably more than anything. You know, and, you know, have the tools. Think about the future. If that's your mindset, because one day the future is going to come, and you want to make sure when you get there that you've created the future that you desired.
0: What are your thoughts? Um, you're 50 years old, but when it comes to health and wealth, like you are healthier than a lot of 20-some-year-olds. Um, I've even done runs with you, and you're like kicking the ass of the 20-year-olds. I've seen you do push-ups on stage and do more than the 20-year-old. And, you know, you've got six-pack abs, and yet you also are a multimillionaire. Is there a connection between health and money? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, and that's my, I've had this split purpose because I watched my parents both my watch my dad die young and my mom become permanently disabled by a stroke young. So, became very passionate about not ending up physically like them, but also helping other people's moms and dads not end up like my mom and dad physically, and then also watching them struggle financially. So, having those goals, so those are those are can be looked at as two distinct goals. But once I really dove into all the the physical realm of study, just, you know, getting the nutrition degree, getting the, the chiropractic degree, jumping in as a, as a chiropractor and a lifestyle expert and entrepreneur, you realize that without your health, you can't generate the wealth. And the other thing that you see is most people spend the first half of their life creating wealth and the second half of their life using all that wealth to try to get their health back. And in fact, uh, Health issues are the number one cause of bankruptcy and, and every every financial challenge in between. I know a lot of those people too have come in as patients and, and they came in after the strokes or the heart attacks or the cancer treatments, and there's no money left. so they were successful business people their whole lives. Now there's nothing left because they had to invest in just staying you know on this earth and so but they are very interconnected. In fact, the, the very first time I was asked to do a big talk, you know ten thousand people paid all kinds of money. I was flown across the country, and I asked that it was a, a church had set it up. I asked the pastor, you know, why, why would you bring me out at such a great expense, you know, for a health guy Like, I'm just getting started speaking like this, just written my first book. And why would you do this? He said, he goes, because we make health first in our church. And I was like, wow, that, I would have never thought a pastor would say that. I thought you'd say Jesus was first or, or family was first. He goes, listen, he goes, I'm no good to Jesus or my family if I'm sick or dead. And so they, they certainly are very interconnected.
0: Awesome. Tell us about um, the Zero to Million Institute. I know I bought your book and then it took me online and I did the, the creep through the page and check it out and I saw some amazing coaches that you have also on, you know, in your institute, but tell us about it. Tell us who it, what is a good customer for you.
1: So that, the whole Zero Two Million Institute was birthed out of a lot of the things we're talking about. So it was birthed out of uh, the fact that I, I had learned such great material from that early seminar, but now I saw that that hasn't been taught to doctors for the last 15 years. I took what some of my, I, I, a lot of coaching. I, I had two billionaire patients right away, like when I first opened up my doors. And these guys, first of all, Set a contrast up for me to where even though I, I reached the top of our profession in terms of the size of my clinic and the income I was making and I was coaching and then opened up five clinics. You know, I had reached the top of our profession, but I was always comparing myself to these billionaires. So I knew, listen, you're, you might be the top of you know, the guys you're, you're hanging around with in chiropractic, but you're certainly not at the top. You're nowhere near it. So that allowed me to strive for more by surrounding myself not just with them but their families, their friends they you know obviously, the people they hang out with were more hundred millionaires and, and people worth tens of millions of dollars, people with big global businesses. so my contrast always was i 'm striving for that level of influence and impact, not um, just because i 'm pretty good for my own profession and I think a lot of people can miss that. I know a lot of doctors they hit a certain level and think well i've arrived i 'm the man or I'm the girl, and the reality is. Well, compared to what, you know, know, to a profession that, you know, struggles in large part to be successful, that's not a good place to contrast your success from, you know, so the, so I learned a lot that other people didn't get a chance to learn. I feel very blessed by God that somehow early on in my life, he put these other men and women in my path that mentored me or again became that sort of example I could contrast my success against. And it really changed my mindset about business, finances, and how to really you know, create something great. And so with all, with all that information missing with the people I, I know in the world that aren't doctors, missing with doctors, that's why I put the Zero Two Million Institute together. Uh, the faculty you mentioned, we've got a, a couple dozen members of the faculty. They all bring a level of expertise in a particular area that you've got to master. So, for example, a good friend of mine, who he and his wife both have their MBA from the University of Virginia. Well, you and I and and most entrepreneurs, we don't have our MBA from a major university, yet we own a business. Well, we have to realize there's something missing from our knowledge space when it comes to managing a business or trying to start a business or, or growing our profits that these two friends of ours, they have this genius. So my wife and I will make trips up to Charlottesville, Virginia, just to spend time with them and their friends. And I'm sitting back taking notes because they've all got, they're doing all levels of different businesses and they've got incubator programs they do at the University of Virginia. There's all kinds of neat things they're doing. I'm sitting back thinking, boy, you know, entrepreneurs, people with great ideas that want to launch those ideas, people that are struggling financially, they need this information that Rob and Sandy have. So they're two of the faculty members that, um, that we bring on. And, and, and I found even within that, there are key elements that they can teach that are super valuable to the rest of us. So I then pulled out answers that were super mission critical to all of us that, that they know that a lot of people miss that causes a lot of disasters out there. So, for example, to use um, what they've done, while they were in school, they actually started Archer's uh shops. And these are these are uh, they they they're all their products there. It's all food, food yogurt, uh snacks like that. Everything's sort of under a $10 transaction with a lot of transactions under $5. Yet they became very wealthy and, and built to multiple units, ended up owning the real estate, has now they've now become experts in real estate, and he and I are, are partners on some real estate projects. And and so to do something successfully at $5, $3 a transaction, there's a genius there that all of us need to understand wh- whatever we're selling something for. So, I, so when I got Rob you know, into the faculty, I said, hey, teach us how to be millionaires at, at under $5 a transaction. And that information was ingenious and so critical. And especially, I know there's a lot of chiropractors who listen. You know, we the, the, those profit margins in a in a cash practice are tight, so we've got to maximize our profitability, and we need to, need to know the steps to do it. And those that's why I brought, for example, Rob into the faculty.
0: I noticed you also. This program is online, which is seems to be where our world is even headed with e commerce and Amazon purchasing Whole Foods, and. As you created this company and you seem to have large worldwide visions, where do you want this company to go over, like when you, when you look at it, you're, I'm assuming, only assuming, you're looking at a worldwide, like you can touch people all over the world, not just the United States, but you also have made it affordable for anyone to step into this. What are your thoughts for your vision and where you want this company to go as a legacy?
1: Like technology, does you technology allows us to make it less expensive. And, you know, having run a brick-and-mortar program for 20 years, so our program is, uh, it's de- you know, depending on when you buy into it, um, it's anywhere from 1100 to 1200 to $1,500 for the whole year. That is one trip with your staff to one of our seminars the way we used to do it. So when you went, you know, you're going to get an airplane with your team, four-star hotel, food, you know, three nights. Now you're easily dropping up to $2,000 for the weekend. So my, my program was less than that for the whole year. So that can only be done online. If, if it's brick and mortar, it just doesn't work that way. Secondly, we have clients that, you know, that are members of the Institute now students that are from all over the world. And they've got their access is just as simple as if somebody was around the corner from me in Orlando here. Uh, so there's no doubt that it, accessibility is is a tremendous asset, and the fact that you can reach billions of people by having a program that's for everybody. So rather than just being a niche to a particular profession or a particular market, anyone with an idea, anybody who wants to run a business, anybody who currently owns a business, anybody who wants to get wealthy fast, which is the idea of one year, is you know how do you? I, I believe. If you can't get there fast, you're probably not going to get there because we either put the systems in place, have the work ethic, have the processes that are going to work and and, and get you successful pretty quickly, or or you're probably not going to get there. Now you can, some things do just take time, but i found that if things aren't happening quickly, if the urgency isn't there, if we're not moving um, at the right speed, usually people give up, get discouraged, or just it runs out of money, it runs out of energy pretty fast. So that's the reason for the years. I, I always have a goal, whatever I start, I want it to be bringing in a million dollars within the year. But a lot of it is just a mentality. How to, how to, if we don't get there fast, it, it's gonna, it has a really big chance of dying. And, I, and I've had that happen to me. I've started companies with other people, you know, and you couldn't get a hold of them and they were moving slowly and they had, well, sorry, I've got something with some other interests or family and, it's, and I've watched it drag and then it dies. So I always know. Listen, we better get on it, or it's not going to succeed. So, you know, online, you know, we can get your information quickly. Uh, the the information is accessible instantly, and you know, and there's no issues with the time zones um, or where you live or, or having to get plane tickets. So, You know, that's that's a big reason for uh, the online technology. And um, and you know what, you know, other than you know, obviously it costs a lot to still manage it, but um, but you know, my other company we had as high as. As a $13, $14 million a year in overhead, you know, that this will never, you know, at its at its peak, I don't see the Zero 02 million institute having an online institute ever being more than, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. So a fraction of a fraction of the overhead, but reaching a lot more people in the process.
0: If someone is to purchase the program, what would their expectations, what could you say your expectations could be?
1: Yeah, and even though it's online, I do want to throw this out there. I do make myself accessible to, so I'm I'm constantly interacting with the students because I, be, I believe part of the, I say believe I know that a lot of these online programs fail because it's like here's the information, good luck. In fact, I went to there was a a, a training with a famous famous guy went to his training and then they were they were selling you this two thousand dollar program and it sounded really good, but with twenty years of Consulting experience and 50 years of even just knowing myself and, and my own challenges to, to launching something. When the guy came to me, the little sales guy said, well, "You know, just be honest with me." So, once somebody signs up, do they get the information have to do it all themselves, or are they, are you going to do some of this for them and make sure that they get it done? He goes, "No, no, they ha- they get the information have to do it themselves." I said, "I said, wow, the failure rate must be, I mean." the upper 90 percent, And he kind of looked both ways and said, uh, yeah, easily. <laughs> uh, so, and later he's, he, you know, I, I must've struck a nerve cause he said, you know, we, we signed up about half the room. It was, it was a me- medium sized room, about 70 people. It was, we signed up, I think it was 34 people. They signed up. He said, uh, there's a good chance. All 34 will never make a penny. Because you've got it, you still have to go execute it. So, so with my programs, I fear that you'll go spend, even though it's not much, it's, you know, again, $1,000, $1,500, you'd spend the money, get a lot of valuable content, and a year later, you weren't any further along. So I, I, I'm constantly checking the pulse of, of the students and saying, hey, do we have the, the initiative in place? Um, have we put, the, uh, is that strategic plan there yet? Are we seeing results? Is the, is the profitability occurring? And, you know, and some of them, you know, just within a month or two, I've got people that have launched brand new businesses that are doing really well using the skill sets we're teaching. And other people, honestly, you know, I haven't even done the first thing. I'm like, well, listen, I'm not here to collect your thousand bucks. What, what do we need to do to get started? So, so that's, you know, while, while it is all online and, you know, you are, each class is virtual. You go click the link and you watch the class. It's, it's already preloaded. There's one live event every month. You have a live event with me, and I'm answering questions live and giving you the content relative to what the uh, classes have focused on for that month. You have your you have your manual, you have your reading materials. We send you every quarter. We send you our recommended reading. Uh, there's also uh, two recommended readings each month. So so it's 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 very detailed, and you know it's 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 pretty uh, pretty amazing as to what it takes you through over the course of a year and how you could go from zero to a million or from, you know, from not having business to being in a startup that's already up and running within a year. I and mean, we give you all that detail. We even have people in there that are faculty that can show you how to take it public, uh, show you how to bring in private equity. I and mean, we, have, we have every level you would want is in there. But I think the most important thing is, is myself and my team helping to hold people accountable still and reaching out and saying, is it working? Are you succeeding? Give us the feedback, send us the emails, make the call, set up the the time to talk with us because we want you to to succeed as a result of this, not just have paid us like sort of a virtual book where you have no interaction with the author.
0: Right. Dr. Ben, if there were three things that you could tell entrepreneurs today, um, whether they're starting out in a business or they've been out there for a while, what are three things you would like them to know?
1: So I, I think, first of all, and this has been proven, and I hear this a lot when I interview top successful people, is you start with what you're passionate about. There was a study done um, on, tw- on 1,500 people. 83% of them went into business to make money. 17% went into business and said, you know, I'm going to do what I love, and, and maybe later I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do about money. But I just, here's what I love. Here's what I'm passionate about. Here's what I'm good at. here's what I like. So the 17% did that. They tracked them over 20 years. Of the 1,500 people, there were 100 millionaires. But of those 100 millionaires, only one came from the group that started out, the 83% that were doing it for the money. It was the small group chasing their dream that became millionaires. So there's nothing that replaces that, even and I know he's you know he's not always the most popular guy, but President Trump, before he was President Trump, I listened to him doing a, a talk at Yale that they had on TV. And the Yale students were like, give us specifics on the right business to get into. What do you think are the top industries? And he goes, Do what you love. And these are Yale students, you know, these these are high C personalities. They fire back, yeah, 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 yeah. What what Industry, though, when we say love, love what industry? <laughs> love what sort of mechanism, tool, process, procedure, product? Uh, and he said, do what you're passionate about. And he would not come off that. And so here's a guy worth billions of dollars, regardless of what you think about him, managed to make his way into the presidency of the United States of America. He's now the most powerful man on earth. The guy figured something out. You know, again, whether you like his politics or you don't, but the bottom line is that he's, he, and many other people. In fact, I mentioned the faculty member that can show you how to work towards taking your company public. So he's taken two companies public, obviously very successful. And I'm waiting for all this technical jargon to come out as he, as he does his class. And it starts off with do what you love, do what you're passionate about, do what you really believe in, find your purpose and, and fulfill it. You now that that's where he started. So First of all, you've got to figure out what that is, and that's not always easy to do, right? It's it's not easy to find what you love and pair that with what can be an actual business or industry to get into. But until you figure that out, um, you're you're really not going to go very far. The second thing, and we mentioned it earlier, is uh, you know I've done you know with my psychology training, with my consulting certifications, we we know that you can only coach to the gap. So you've got to create an analysis of analysis of where we are right now versus where we want to be and create that gap. And then we need that strategic plan you and I talked about, which is a plan to fill that gap. Because if there's always a gap that's clear where we are right now versus what the goals, what the key performance indicators are, what the metrics we're going to track, if we know where, if we have that gap, we can always create a plan to fill it. Most people I consult for when I say, okay, yeah, what's the what are the what's the 30 day goals what's the 90 day goals what's the year goals i get phone silence everybody's just sort of wor- you know just working dealing with putting out fires dealing with a lot of one off situations kind of kind of de- you know preaching the thought of the week and there's no gap and so there's really no way to make consistent predictable sustainable profitable progress so that, that's the second thing i would say and the third one the third one you know, that there's, there's a lot of things I could say about the third one. Uh, it could be, the third one could be the tools we talked about earlier. You know, we've got to have the cash flow analysis. We've got to have the P&L analysis. And we, we've got to be using our tools and, and managing the dollars because this business is supposed to, and this is kind of, the, I guess, at the high level, the third point, the business is supposed to give you freedom give you choices, and be more and more of a blessing in your life as time goes on, and that rarely happens. Most people become more and more encumbered by the business, become workaholics, and can't get away from it over time. That wasn't the reason for starting a business. Business exists, when you started as an entrepreneur, it exists to fund your future, add fuel and prosperity to your life, and give you freedom and choices in the future. But if we're not using those tools, and making sure we're properly properly managing the pennies, that, then we end up sort of buried and stuck by the practice or the business. I call it, uh, it's known as being, you end up being a, a tech manager instead of an owner. A tech manager is somebody who always has to keep doing the work, always has to be there managing it because it'll fall apart without them and it's not providing them for the future. They still have a job, they don't own a business. And so, so we've got to be thinking, what is the pathway to freedom? And my exit strategy, don't get caught up in tech manager world because that, that will kill people and it lasts forever.
0: And lastly, where can people find you? Where if they want to purchase um, and get started with this zero to a million, where can they go to purchase it, find your book? And are there certain days of the week that you do Facebook lives that they can hear you?
1: Yeah, Facebook Live, I, I teach this material intensively every week in Facebook Live, so that's a great place to find me is on Facebook. Uh, DrBenLerner.com is where you can learn more about all of our materials and you can plug into the Zero Two Million Institute. You can also go to Institute.com and find out more about the program there.
0: Awesome. Dr. Ben, thank you very much for your time today.
1: Great to be here. Bless you.